So how would you feel if you had the opportunity and invitation to lead the school where you grew up, right? Or where you came from? Or what if you got to lead the school where you started off as a teacher? Maybe in one of those scenarios, it would be exciting to return home and to lead. I know today's guest was super excited to go back home. But when he got there, he found something interesting. The culture had shifted. It became a bit toxic. People were really focused on everything that was going wrong versus everything that was going right. And not only will we tell that story, we'll take you to the moment where the light bulb went on and Darren Peppard figured out there's a better way. There's a road to awesome, as he calls it. Hey, it's Danny, and welcome to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, a show for ruckus makers, which means that you invest in your continuous growth, you challenge the status quo, and you're designing the future of school now. Hope you enjoyed today's conversation with Darren Peppard, and we'll be right back after a few messages from our show sponsors. The Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is proudly sponsored by Harvard's Certificate in School Management and Leadership. I know many mastermind members and many ruckus makers who listen to this show that have gone through the program and have loved the experience. But don't just take it from me. Let's hear how some of the Harvard faculty describe the impact and their heart for this program. I want ruckus makers to remember that leaders have so much power in enabling other leaders and adults and students in their building. They are the levers. They are the levers that allow greatness to happen in all corners of their schools. Learn more about the program and apply at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. TeachFX helps educators see how their instructional practices lead to student talk and learning in both in-person and live online learning for any subject at any grade level. See TeachFX for yourself and learn about special partnership options for ruckus makers at teachfx.com slash B-L-B-S. All students have an opportunity to succeed with Organized Binder, who equips educators with a resource to provide stable and consistent learning, whether that's in a distance, hybrid, or traditional educational setting. Learn more at OrganizedBinder.com. All right, hey, Ruckus Makers. I'm here with uh, Darren Pepper, who's a leadership expert focused on organizational culture and climate and coaching growing emerging leaders. Darren's the author of the book, Road to Awesome, Empower, Lead, Change the Game. He's also the host of the Learning, or excuse me, Leaning into Leadership podcast. And as a recovering high school principal, <laughs> Darren shares strategies and lessons learned that helped him be effective from over 25 years in public ed to help leaders to be effective in their roles and positively impact the world around them. Darren, welcome to this show. Thank you so much, Danny. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, this is going to be great. And, uh, you know, you're super generous and had me on your podcast. And here we are yeah. able to do a little podcast swap and have you on as well. So make sure, again, check out Darren's work. The Road to Awesome stuff is great. So yeah, let's start with your story. You left the classroom. You returned to your home yeah. state. You landed in a toxic culture. 
tell us yeah. that story. Yeah, you know, it's interesting when uh, when I left my teaching position. So I taught in the classroom in Arizona for 11 years and just really, you know, we wanted to go back home. Uh, My home state is Wyoming and I was ready to, you know, make that leap, I guess, you know, from being a classroom teacher and a coach to being an administrator. And I didn't know it was a toxic culture and I don't think any of us really did, but Mm -hmm. we discovered, you know, just, I guess, through finally taking a look at ourselves and maybe we're doing a little bit of self-reflection and uh, definitely, you know, I'll, I'll tell you a story about a staff meeting in a second, but we were we were really good at catching people doing things wrong. And that's what we were all about. You know, that whole like punishment to gain compliance type of leadership style. Yeah. That's who we were. And, you know, partway through my first year, we're in this in that staff meeting. So many people have, you know, the one where, you know, you're trying to solve those big issues like what are you doing about hats and what are you doing about cell phones? And, uh, you know, somebody raised a hand and said, man, Darren, why is it always got to be about what to do wrong? Why can't it be about what to do right? And Mm -hmm. I think for me, that was that moment when I realized that our culture was pretty toxic, that, you know, we weren't celebrating all the great things. We were, you know, we were just, you know, busy being the hammer and letting our kids be the nail. Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, that staff meeting was uh, a light bulb moment for you and, here you are in yeah. the staff member. Why aren't we catching them what they're doing right and celebrating that? So, you know, what, what, what would you say to a ruckus maker, you know, watching or listening to the show? You know, I assume that they're not that kind of leader, but maybe they are yeah. dealing with that, right? And if they are, you know, how can schools practically see and hear and love and celebrate their students? Well, I think first and foremost, I think every leader should, you know, take that moment to... I guess, take a step back or take a step up onto the balcony. You know, when we're busy, you know, leading our schools each and every day, we really get, you know, deep into the weeds and we have a tendency to kind of lose sight of what we're doing, you know, in terms of what are those main goals. So jump up on the balcony and maybe kind of take a look and then you'll realize, you know, where are you spending your time and what is it that you're really shining the spotlight on? As far as, you know, how do you go about celebrating and recognizing those incredible things? You start with what you're looking for, you know, I mean, a, a simple way to think about it is, you know, Danny, next time you're out in your car, just count the number of red cars you see as you're driving along. Yeah, you're going to yeah. find a lot of them. And it's simply because that's what you're looking for. So start, totally. you know, really training your mind to look for the great things in your school and then just find those simple ways to recognize, reward and reinforce that, you know, it could be, you know, celebrating, you know, the great, great things that kids are doing academically, behaviorally, attendance, those types of things at, you know, some type of an academic pep rally, you know, do a pep rally like you do for athletics, but celebrate those other things instead, you know, Mm -hmm. keep doing the athletic stuff. The athletic stuff's awesome. They've got to figure it out, but do some of those same types of things, you know, instead of certificates for kids, you know, certificates just go in a drawer, you know, come up with something that's like visible or tangible, you know, a shirt or, you know, a wristband or, you know, maybe do. I'm actually right now uh, working on my blog post for today and it's, you know, ways to celebrate and say thank you. And so uh, we used to do a barbecue. We did it once a month. We did a barbecue for all our kids that, you, you know, were meeting certain targets or, you know, at positive referrals, you know, those kinds mm. of things. So talk to your kids. <laughs> I mean, that's the bottom line. You want to know how your kids want to be celebrated. Talk to them. Actually ask them. Yeah, we've had a lot of mastermind members have success with the good news calls of the day, you know, and, and yeah. I think that's 
it's what you're talking about, right? This culture of uh, celebration. And I love that you're talking about, you know, yeah, just give them tangible things too. And uh, to move past just athletics, like there's so many different ways that schools, uh, excuse me, students exhibit their brilliance. Uh, I just want to highlight Doc Chris Jones, who's uh, viewing right now and uh, definitely a ruckus maker who listens to the podcast. He said, compliance encourages resistance, you know, and I I think I would uh, agree with that. There's a part of my book that talks about uh, expectations versus agreements, right? Uh, But, you know, anything you want to add in terms of Doc's uh, comment here that compliance encourages resistance? Yeah, I really appreciate what Chris is saying there, because to me, compliance is like the enemy of innovation. If we are focused only on compliance, we're not going to have people who are being innovative and creative in their classroom. And our kids aren't necessarily going to take risk because our teachers won't take risk. You know, in in those cultures of compliance, it's like people will, you know, function and perform at a level just north of that which would get them punished. So, you know, we definitely want to move in that direction where we're encouraging people to take a risk and take a chance and, you know, be mm-hmm. willing to do some things different. And and then you celebrate that, you know, really celebrate those people for taking chances and doing things cool in our classroom. I mean, that's what being a ruckus maker is all about. You you can't that's right. you can't make a ruckus if you can't take a risk. No, I mean, that's it's uh, investing in your continuous growth, challenging the status quo, which is inherently risky and designing the future school now, like why wait? And the one thing I want to add too, like back to this like compliance riff and expectations riff we're having too, uh, here's the thing, especially when it comes to resistance, right? Viewers, listeners, like think for a moment, like honestly investigate your own experience. When you have expectations or you're pushing people to be compliant, how do you feel when they violate, you know, that expectation? You're pretty, you're upset, right? Now, how do you feel if they actually meet the expectation or they are quote unquote compliant. Do you throw a party for them? Do you high five them? No, you just think to yourself, oh, they're just doing their job, right? So it's a lose-lose situation. That's why agreements are so much better and a a culture of celebration is so much better because when it's sort of an organic and bottom-up and collaborative process that people say, this is, you know, how I'm going to add more value, they're thrilled to make that the reality. And that's really how you build a remarkable school, a remarkable culture. Another way you can do it is have a leadership coach. And I know you had yeah. an executive leadership coach as a principal. Yeah. Tell us, Darren, like, what did you learn from that experience having a coach? Danny was a game changer. Uh, I mean, it <laughs> okay. really was. that. Yeah, sure. Holy cow. So, so I became the principal in the same school where I'd been an assistant principal. And it was right. seriously 40 feet from my AP office to the principal's office. So, I mean, like really short little move down the hallway. And it might as well have been like 400 miles because wow. when I stepped into that principal role, and I think a lot of principals go through what I went through, you know, Darren Peppard sat at the interview table and Darren Peppard was offered the job. And then Darren Peppard thought, oh, now I have to be Superman. I have to do it all, right? Mm. You know, but they didn't enter, they didn't interview or hire Superman. They interviewed me. But I was convinced, you know, for whatever reason, you know, that I had to like have all the answers and I had to solve everybody's problems and all this. And before I knew it, man, that first year, I'll be honest with you. I mean, sure. I, I say I was breathing through a snorkel, but I probably was full on scuba gear at, you know, for most of the year because my head was just totally below water. And Mm. uh, yeah, year two, I was able to work with with an executive leadership coach. And 
And I'll never forget the first time he was at my school. That whole morning was just, you know, you know, eight teachers needed me right away and my secretary needed me. And I had a group of angry parents and I had bunches of stuff on my pushpin board. And in administration, we just call that Monday. But my uh, my leadership coach, when I'm like working my way through all this stuff and yeah. and he I turned around, he wasn't there. And my secretary's like, yeah, he's in room 318. Grab a notepad. He said, get down there. And I went and he's doing walkthroughs. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, I got all this stuff. And he mm. pulled me aside. And Danny, this to me, this is what the leadership coaching is all about. He said something I'll never forget. He just looked at me and said, Darren, it's time for you to stop being a firefighter and start being a leader. And if you're mm. going to lead, you need to be where the action is. There's, You have plenty of people to help you with all of that. It's not your job to do all of those things. You need to be in classrooms. You need to be with your teachers. You need to be with your kids. It was a game changer. I I could go on and on with that story, seriously, but it was a game changer. Yeah, it's a game changer moment in the fact that, all right, you're not a firefighter, like putting out emergencies all the time and you should need to be where the action is, be a leader. You know, just to add a little more, do you, how long did it take to sink in? Like, I know it was a game changing, <laughs> you know, but then there's like the shift in the attitude and beliefs and then, you know, how that uh, shows up in your day-to-day operations. But yeah, yeah if, if you're willing to share that, I'm just curious. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm absolutely happy to go deep into that. It, it was interesting because, you know, as he said that, and then we continue doing some walkthroughs and that kind of stuff. I mean, my initial thought was, well, you know, we should be, you know, maybe having a cup of coffee and talking about different things. But it was yeah. like, no, we need to get into the work and we need to be doing this on a regular basis. From there, it became... Let's start putting some systems in place that ensure that you can go and do that work. And it wasn't just, hey, go do this. We had to build some systems. And it was things like just simply managing my time differently. You know, the leaders I coach now, one of the first things I always talk to them about is, hey, how much do you empower your secretary or your administrative assistant, whatever the title is? You know, do they have access to your email? You know, do they have access to your calendar? You know, are they able to answer questions with authority on certain things. And I learned probably, no, I would say over the course of that first year working with him, just exactly what were the things that I should be delegating and allowing others to do and honestly trusting others to do. I mean, again, I thought I had, you know, and, you know, fast forward down the road when I became a superintendent, sitting down with my HR director, she was solving everybody's problems. And it's like, no, we need to start teaching people how to solve their own problems so that, so that you don't have to do everything for them. So it, it easily took a year for me to get comfortable with that and to feel like, oh, okay, wait, this is something that I need to be delegating to one of my assistant principals, or this is something that, you know, this is our process. Uh, I'll give you a simple example. I would walk down a hallway to go some. If it was a passing period, Danny, I'd have like four or five teachers who wanted to talk to me. And I would stop and talk and stop and talk and stop and talk. Well, then I'd be 10 minutes late for where I was supposed to be. A simple system we put in place was I would just tell them, hey, I really want to talk with you, but I'm already scheduled somewhere. Email Marilyn, my secretary. She'll get you on the calendar. You tell her how long you need me and I will come to you. So then she was empowered to just build that time into my calendar. I would go to that person. So they did, I was saying to them, your time is more valuable than mine. I'm coming to your classroom to talk to you. 
I'm not going to ask you to come to me. But that system, it took a little bit of time to get comfortable with it. But then the staff just knew, you know, they would just email Marilyn direct, you know, hey, I need 10 minutes with Darren. Can you get me set up? Sure, Mm -hmm. absolutely. You know, and I mean, the same thing was true with email. We, we all get, you know, two, three, 400 emails as school leaders. Yeah. 80% of that I didn't need to respond to, or some of it, you know, you'd get that parent email and I really wasn't the one who needed to respond to it. They needed to talk to the counselor or talk to the, you know, talk to a teacher. She just did that for me. She's like, I already know what to do with this. And we met every single day. It's not like she just ran autonomously, you know, but that relationship with her and the same thing is true with my assistant principals was so critical, but it took time. It didn't just happen by Tom saying, hey, quit being a firefighter. Oh, OK, I'll stop doing that. <laughs> it yeah. didn't work like that. It took time. It really did. I appreciate, you know, illustrating some of those points. And one of the key words there is systems, right? So having a system yeah. uh, of how you'll generally deal with stuff. Also, one of my favorite words, which is delegation, right? And, and that's great because you're empowering your team. You know, and like you said, eighty percent of the emails Marilyn knew how to handle on your behalf, and some of that's through right. coaching and mentorship through your daily meeting and all of that. But it's saving you time, and I love that yeah. you know teachers could get on your calendar that you'd meet them uh, in their space, right? Uh, and really, you're also telling them that I'm going to give you full presence, you know, full yep. uh, attention, right? And they're just not going to get that in a passing period when you know you got somewhere to be. And they're trying oh, to tell 100%. you something that's important. So actually, it probably uh, saved a lot of relationships and nurtured a lot of relationships. Because otherwise, you're like, oh, okay, I'm pretending to listen. And then you're off and you totally yeah. even forgot what they talked about. So, yeah, super, super cool stuff there. Well, let's, uh, yeah. let's chat about your book, Road to Awesome. Sure. And, um, you know, highly recommend that Ruckus Makers check that out. Darren's book, Road to Awesome. Uh, it introduces six things that are important to leaders. We don't have time to dig in, you know, and go deep on all of them. But can you just give an overview of what those six things are? Yeah. So when I first wrote this book, uh, my goal behind putting this book out was to have leaders have an opportunity to really reflect on what matters to them. Again, this Mm -hmm. goes back to my coaching experience, but I had to understand the importance of clarity and I had to understand the importance of being intentional with my work. And The first and foremost thing was, well, you got to be clear about what matters to you. And so for me, you know, it was really important. I was really clear with what the vision of our school was and that I had to be communicating that all the time. And I needed to be really clear about building and maintaining that positive culture and climate in our school. The other ones that are in there as well, I talk about really empowering our students and ensuring that we have high quality, authentic learning experiences for our kids talk about really loving and supporting and caring for all of the people who work in our school. I call them staffity, staff plus faculty. And then I just talked about how important it is for us to be telling the stories of our schools, because yes. if we let somebody else tell our story, we're probably not going like, to like their version. Exactly. Yep. We have to own it. And then the last one is coaching. Exactly what we're talking about. You know, as a school leader, as the principal, my really biggest job was to grow and coach everybody else in that school, grow Mm -hmm. and coach my teachers, grow and coach my leaders, grow and coach my support staff so that 
we were doing everything we could for kids. Now, an interesting wrinkle, and you and I haven't had a chance to talk about this, but okay. we are actually going to be releasing an updated version of this book just oh, cool. shortly after the just shortly after the beginning of the year. So uh, we're really excited about that. It's still going to be very similar uh, with this, but the second edition is going to dive a little deeper into that clarity, into being intentional and really focusing mm-hmm. around what we believe are the three primary tenets of traveling the road to awesome, which is, you know, number one, we focus on the things we can control and let go of what we can't. Number yep. two, we rise by lifting others. And number yep. three, as educators, we change the world one conversation at a time. So we okay. are working yeah. on that updated edition right now. So that's going to be exciting. Yeah. And tell us again when uh, one's updated uh, version out. Just after the start of the year. Yeah, that'll okay. be coming out in January. Sweet. So uh, people watching now, you know, they can uh, pre pre-order soon, hopefully. And then folks that listen Absolutely. on the podcast, uh, this will release mm-hmm. after the book is uh, yeah, revised. So go pick it up. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about empowering the team, you know, and there's a leader. So shout out to John, uh, one of my favorite ruckus makers, for sure. We've worked together in the mastermind and one-on-one. And uh, he's very interested in empowering his team. So I said, you know, I'm going to talk to somebody about that and put it in the podcast. So can you tell us some ways that have really worked for you when empowering your team? You know, I think there's two things to really think about when you're empowering your team. Uh, You know, number one, what are the things that they're really good at? What are their strengths? I mean, if we can help people play to their strengths, I think about this, you know, as an athletic coach, I was a basketball coach. Everything we did, it wasn't just, hey, this is my offensive system and that's what we're going to do. My athletes changed from year to year. And, you know, you want to play to their strengths and try to minimize those things that maybe we're not good at. You know, if I don't have a lot of speed, I'm not going to (laughs) press. That's just how it is. But, you know, when I do have that, maybe that's a direction that I'm going to go. So when you're empowering your team, think about what are the things they're really good at, you know, and Honestly, if you've built a good team, they're good at things that maybe you're not. So, so identifying yep. those things that they're really good at. And then the second thing I would say is, you know, definitely take those things they're good at, but how can you stretch them just a little bit? You know, how can you push them a little bit outside their comfort zone so that they're continuing to grow and getting better at other things, you know, and what happens when it's not just this is what I'm good at, but hey, this is going to stretch me. This is going to push me a little bit is it increases the ownership that they take in whatever that is that, yeah. that you're helping them or allowing them to to take and run with. I, I think those yeah. are just to me the two most important things we can do. Oh, absolutely. And I love the idea of uh, stretching them just a little bit, too. It makes me think of zone proximal development. And, you know, I think a great way to identify what that even is to ask people, right? Like, so what are your goals, right? And you might ask something like, what's an experiment you might like to run or what would stretch you? And people can think. Another way that you could frame it is, okay, Darren, so you've accomplished that goal. What's the next one, Mm -hmm. right? And now you might have identified what that stretch goal is, too. So love these ideas so much. uh, Yeah. And I'm really enjoying the conversation. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it. Well, it takes us back a little bit to the compliance piece when uh, when Chris Jones kind of kind of shared that in there, too. You know, when we go the opposite direction, when we go with a little bit more of that, you know, being a little bit innovative or being willing to take some risk when you're doing exactly the work that that you talked about, that I talked about. 
what that does is it gives those individuals the opportunity to start coming to you with ideas. You know, it doesn't just mm-hmm. have to be, you know, I like how you said it, you know, that, you know, hey, what's a goal that that you'd like to accomplish or, you know, what are you going to do next? You know, I always like to talk with my team about, you know, what are some, you know, you know, maybe some pain points or some problems of practice mm-hmm. that we're having in the building that you feel like you would like to take on. Yeah. Then number one, it's not me having to be the one to lead all of that, but more importantly, it's an opportunity for them to grow, to, to lead a little bit outside of what their job description is. And I'm not saying, you know, do something as the athletic director within athletics, you know, what are some things outside of, you know, your normal job description that, you can do that shows the staff that you're willing to go out and take a risk, that you're willing to work on improving things and overall just making us a better place ultimately for kids. I think that's just huge right there. And when we have people who know they have the opportunity to innovate or they know they have the opportunity to take, a, they're going to come forward with those ideas. So it's not even just like our APs. It's, you know, it's other leaders within the building, our teachers, and sometimes even our kids, you know. Absolutely. Why not? I mean, they've got tons of great ideas. They can help solve difficult problems. And so, yeah, often overlooked. Cool. Well, let's get some messages in from the show's sponsors. And when we get back, I would love to just talk really quick about your podcast and then get to the last three questions I ask all my guests. Learn how to successfully navigate change, shape your school's success, and empower your teams with Harvard's Certificate in School Management and Leadership. Get online PD that fits your schedule. Courses include leading change, leading school strategy and innovation, leading people and leading learning. Apply today at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. School leaders today know that productive student talk drives student learning, but the average teacher talks 75% of class time. Give your students more opportunities to learn in class by monitoring their talk time. And you can check TeachFX for yourself at teachfx.com slash B-L-B-S. Today's show is also proudly sponsored by Organized Binder, a program which gives students daily exposure to goal-setting, reflective learning, time and task management, study strategies, organizational skills, and more. Organized Binder's color-coded system is implemented by the teacher through parallel process with students helping them create a predictable and dependable classroom routine. You can learn more and improve your students' executive functioning at organizedfinder.com. We're back with Darren Peppard. And as I mentioned, he has a great podcast uh, and definitely want ruckus makers to check it out. It's called Leaning Into Leadership, It For and Who's It For, would you say? You know, this is the podcast that is for today's hardworking leader. Every one of us is out there, you know, doing everything we can to try to improve our schools and to do uh, to do right by our staff. And sometimes we just need to hear from other leaders. And it's not always just leaders in education. So for me, mm-hmm. when we launched Leaning Into Leadership in January of uh, 2022, the idea was definitely to have you know, different successful school leaders on to share insight and share ideas. But 
I'm, I've long been a believer that great leadership is great leadership and it doesn't matter yeah. what spaces that it's happening in. So, you know, I've had business leaders on, I had a county sheriff on one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> we're actually getting ready to drop uh, episode 47 Congrats. this coming week as we're recording. Uh, thank you. We had uh, the county sheriff from Grand County, County Colorado, uh, a guy named Brett Schrotland, led through an absolutely massive wildfire, the second largest wildfire in his state's history. And just the leadership insight from him, you know, of what he learned and, you know, pieces with communication. And those are things all of us can learn from. And so I just want every Sunday to drop a little bit of leadership knowledge from somebody who's out there doing it each and every day. And you know, also just to bring a little bit of, you know, bring a little bit of a smile, bring a little bit of joy. I mean, my mm-hmm. my whole goal with everything I do is to help leaders, you know, find that clarity to walk in their purpose and to just get mm-hmm. back in touch with the joy in their job. And so that's what I try to do with the podcast each and every week. Yeah, love it. Cool. So check out Leaning Into Learning and it's available, I'm sure, everywhere you can listen to podcasts. And, uh, you know, check out the episode that I did with Darren as well, which was a whole lot of fun. Absolutely. It was awesome having you on Leaning Into Leadership, man. It was a blast. Yeah. Oh, did I say Leaning Into Learning? I'm sorry if I did. So Leaning Into Leadership. Cool. If you could put a message, Darren, on all school marquees around the world for a single day, what would your your message read? It would be find your awesome. Just simply that. Find your awesome. You know, every one of us is on our own unique journey and we can't let other people define that journey for us. So whatever it is that is going to lead to your moment of awesome or your world of awesome, that's what I think we should be doing in our schools. So that's what I would want to put on the marquee. All right. Now let's build your dream school. And if you weren't limited by any resources, your only limitation was your imagination. How would you build your dream school and what would be the top three guiding principles? Well, I think one of the pieces that would have to go into building that dream school would be to bring lots of different voices to the table. I mean, this shouldn't just simply be built by educators for educators. It's got to be, you know, people that are out there in the business space that are also, though, really innovative thinkers. You know, as we look at the world today, the jobs that exist now, the jobs that will exist down the road are so much different than what we're yeah, usually right. preparing kids for, right? So so I would say, number one, you know, when you think about our priorities in this dream school, it has got to be innovative. And I mean, truly innovative, you know, not, oh, hey, we'll give a kid a computer. That's not innovative anymore. We need to be really looking at something as creative as possible. And to get there, I think that's where my other two priorities would come in. I want kids doing really, truly innovative work, like solving real world problems now, working with people in industry, you know, out in the world, being able to actually solve problems. You know, what, why should we, you know, why should we just be cranking out, you know, some worksheets or doing some things that maybe, you know, solving problems have already been solved. Our kids think so much different, you know, their brain, their brains are just so much more elastic than our hours. So why not give them the opportunity to really solve real world problems? And then, Hmm. you know, maybe the other piece I would say is we've got to be independent from accountability measures that just don't work. 
you know, quit measuring me by, you know, by a, a standard tape measure and allow me to measure kids growth in a way that's actually meaningful, in a way that actually gets them to where they can find their awesome. Yeah, well, we've covered a lot of ground on this road to awesome, Darren. And of everything we talked about today, what's the one thing you want a ruckus maker to remember? (sighs) You know, uh, I briefly touched it, but I want to come back to it. Here's what I would say that I want ruckus makers to remember. And that is the work that we get to do. uh, We should never forget that being an educator we're in the people business and that's a blessing. It's an opportunity and it's honestly a chance to change the world one conversation at a time. So never overlook any conversation that we're having with an adult in our school and never overlook a conversation we're having with a kid in our school because that could very well be the conversation that changes the world. Awesome. Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker. If you have a question or would like to connect, my email, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com or hit me up on Twitter at Alien Earbud. If the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is helping you grow as a school leader, then please help us serve more ruckus makers like you. You can subscribe, leave an honest rating and review, or share on social media with your biggest takeaway from the episode. Extra credit for tagging me on Twitter at Alien Earbud and using the hashtag BLBS. Level up your leadership at betterleadersbetterschools.com and talk to you next time. Until then, class dismissed.